And now, fifth in mission, are you ready? Make some noise! Maybe a little too much. <laughs> I'm Damian Bulwa, and this is Fifth in Mission. What you just heard is sadly not our new show intro. That was Franco Finn, the Golden State Warriors' beloved hype man. If you've been to a game in the past two decades, you know his unmistakable growl. He announces the starting lineups, and then he whips the crowd into a frenzy every time Steph Curry hits a big shot. And he's been busy. The Warriors are now, of course, back in the NBA Finals, tied 1-1 with the Boston Celtics, heading into Wednesday's Game 3 of a best-of-seven series. In my conversation with the hype man, we talk about the Warriors' return to the Finals, and I ask about whether the crowd at Chase Center in San Francisco can ever match the one at Oracle Arena in Oakland, as a hostile place for visiting teams. We also talk about how a Hillary Duff concert was his springboard to fame, and we'll discuss the importance of the Warriors to Asian Americans in the Bay Area, like his mom, an immigrant from the Philippines who was a diehard fan. Here's my conversation with Franco Finn. Franco Finn, thanks for coming on. I feel like I should be introducing you in the same way you introduce Steph Curry, but I'm a little intimidated. It's all good. No worries. You know what? I think everything deserves an intro and a hype person, hype man in my case. And so, hey, you know what? I welcome any hype intro. All right. So, Franco, thank you so much for coming on. This is the Warriors' first playoff run at Chase Center. I know you're excited. Do you think they would be back this quick after all the injuries, Kevin Durant leaving? You Did you think we'd be here? You know what? There's this team, the Golden State Warriors franchise, the organization, I wouldn't put anything past these guys. Honestly, it was almost kind of a, a blessing in disguise to get this break. And I think that's what we all needed mentally. I mean, I worked so many NBA finals. It was long for me. I'm not even an athlete on the court. I can only imagine what these athletes like the Currys and the Thompsons and all those guys are, have to deal with to go five straight years in the NBA finals. So this break and pause and then the pandemic and all that. To be honest, it was a blessing in disguise, and it was a good thing. And I had no doubt that there is another run in this organization, especially with Steph Curry at the helm, and then you got the you know our big three back, uh, and some support that have never been a part of our DNA till this day. Like our bench is, I think, actually deeper than this Kevin Durant era. And how can we say that? Yes, we can. These young guys have the fresh legs, and I think. Uh, you know, we've got a new era of Warriors basketball that we are so excited about. You are right there. As of this recording, we've had two games at Chase, Franco, but everybody keeps talking about how Chase is not Oracle. Chase is not Oracle. What do you think, having been right there? Look, I tell you, first off, Chase is built differently than Oracle. Okay, so I'll put it out there. You know, I was, in, uh, I was at Oracle for 17 of my 20 years. This is my 20th season. You know, our first full season at this new facility we call home now called Chase Center. I, I got to tell you, yes, they're very different. The fan bases, of course, yes, you're going to have a different clientele, right? Uh, I mean, these these suites and these premium experiences and these, you know, the, the way that the, the arena is built here at Chase is different. It's actually stacked higher. It's a little bit less people. Um, and it's just built differently. So the acoustics are going to be different. But just like anything else, winning is going to heal everything. When you start winning, 
The decibels get louder. The experiences get higher. The fans are on another level. And that's what we're seeing now. Yes, is it different? Of course, it's a slightly different. Oracle was, was the soul, right? We had a lot uh, built over there over the last, uh, was it 47 years, I believe. And now we have three new seasons uh, basically breaking in, like new shoes, right? Shoes aren't going to get comfortable like overnight. You got to wear them a little bit. And so we're starting to get our legs this playoff run has definitely elevated not only the fan base, but the energy and the players feel it. And you know what? We're just at the start of this thing. It's going to be on another level. Chase Center is built for moments like this, and we are literally at ground zero, and we're about to get to that pinnacle, at least for this season, and hopefully build more experiences and dynasties. And yes, it will have its own sound and its own flavor, just like Oracle did. All right, so we'll get there. I'll take your word for it. I want to ask you about how you became the hype man, your personal story. But first, I just want to get into the voice. Oh, I mean, yes. how, how, do you t- <laughs> how do you take care of the voice? Do you ever lose the voice? Oh, that's the question I get all the time. They're like, do you prep for, you know, the games? You have hot tea, lemon, this and that. Yeah, I do. I do get my little, little warm, you know, water to get your vocal cords. This is my instrument, right? The hype man has an instrument and it's my voice. But I got to tell you, it is very, um, over the years, my voice has gotten raspier. Yes, indeed. I mean, I put a lot of grit when I go, and now you're golden state. You know, I mean, like I'm digging down deep. It's gnarly. It's got, you know, grit and grime because you got to get this <laughs> place going, you know, going loud. And the intros, you, you, you're starting off the vibes. Let's get hyped and make some noise. Get up on your feet and drink your golden state So, you know what? I, I do have to take care of my chords. I don't do it as often as I should. It's, my voice has been very raspy over the years. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm a trained pro, just like uh, Steph Curry with his free throw shots. It's kind of automatic. You know, you got Franco Finn mode, which is this. And then you got Hype Man mode, which is, and now you're golden state. I mean, it's just, it's like almost like an alter ego. And, is uh, that what about when you're in like Pete's? Are you getting the voice out? Are you ordering people around, or are you just like, <laughs> give me a cappuccino? Oh yeah, no, it's funny. I, I'm actually, it's it, it's it's almost like an on and off switch. You know, people ask me, I right, do this, give me a starting lineup of this, but honestly, like I'm regular guy, regular mode. It's some for some reason when I got that microphone, and then I see thousands of people flooding in, and I have this stage. It just turns on a switch, and then I just do it like that. Because you'll ask my wife. You ask my wife. They're like, "Is he like this all the time?" No, I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of subdued. I'm like zero sometimes, and then when I'm at the arena, I'm like a hundred or a hundred million. And uh, I do practice in the shower. You know, uh, the acoustics are good. <laughs> I can see that, you know, yeah. when when we have new new players in the lineup, like you know when we had Kevin Durant back then, or some all stars that we just acquired or whatnot. I'm practicing how I'm going to introduce them for the first time. And, and, and my wife could hear me from afar, uh, you know, making some noise. And it's like, hey, can you quiet down? It's 7 in the morning. I get it. <laughs> you know, but oh, no, I, it's, it, it's, it's the hype man voice during arena times is really when I turn it up. All right. So, Franco, you grew up in San Francisco. You're a graduate of Sacred Heart in the city. Is it true your mom was a huge Warriors fan? Oh, my goodness. I tell you, yes, my mom was a big, bigger fan than I am even. Uh, and how could that be, right? Uh, yeah, I grew up born and raised in San Francisco. This is my city. That's why 
when the Warriors moved to Chase Center, it was like full circle. Uh, my mom, when she immigrated here uh, back in the 70s, you know, basketball was kind of the first intro to American culture. And so she followed basketball in the early 70s, all the way through Rick Barry and that team winning the championship 74, 75. And then fast forward 40 years to the date. That's how, that's how incredible, that's how crazy that this this you know this championship run has has taken us but 40 years later the warriors win another title right and so my mom got to see the the one in the 70s and then now obviously the one in 14 and 15 and she's the biggest fan so i got to tell you a funny story when i was a kid you know i, I was one of those hyper kids go figure uh didn't want to go to sleep didn't want to you know go to bed and my mom said look either you go to bed now cuz you got school in the morning or you're going to stay up and watch some Warriors basketball. And as soon as that game ends, you're going to sleep. I was like, I'll watch basketball with mom. So let's do it. And I fell in love, I fell in love with, the, with the Warriors, uh, you know, especially the early run TMC days and that kind of thing. And here I am. And so, but my mom is the biggest fan. I used to wear these hype man glasses uh, at Oracle. I was known for that. And it was like this alter ego. I put the glasses and it was like, go time, fourth quarter, make some noise, all that stuff. Well, my mom used to see me with my glasses on the court, walking up and down. It was like my kind of ode to like, hey, mom, look at me. I'm on TV. You can see me. You know how Carol Burnett used to do, I'm dating it way back when she used to do this little ear wiggle, whatever she used to do and say hi to her mom or something. It was kind of that. And so, you know what? My mom and I have had a love affair for basketball and the Golden State Warriors since I can remember. You've talked about the love for the Warriors in the Filipino American community. I mean, was there... Was there something that that the team meant for you culturally growing up, first generation? Oh man, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, look at the Bay Area. I mean, it's so diverse. We've got many Filipino Americans, Asian Americans make probably a good majority of this population in the Bay, uh, in Northern California. Uh, basketball is is definitely an, a, an easy sport for anyone to pick up. You know, whether you're in Asia, in the Philippines. I mean, it's grown to be the number one sport in. The Philippines, for instance, aside from boxing with Pacquiao, of course, you know, of course, he created that course. whole thing. But not everyone can be a world-class boxer, but at least you could be like a small guy like Steph Curry, get a basketball. All you need is a basketball hoop, and you could practice drills outside, inside, all that good stuff. So this sport means a lot to not only the Filipino culture, but many Asian Americans and other, other folks around the world because this sport is attainable. Like anyone could be – quote unquote, a Steph Curry, even though it's very hard to do, but you know, people are jacking up threes and getting ball handles and things like that. Like that's what the Warriors and Steph Curry has opened up. And that's why I think, I think Filipinos, especially they love this sport. This is one of the number one sports uh, to them, not only here in America, but also uh, overseas uh, is because, you know, the Warriors are likable. Steph Curry is just kind of an average size dude compared to you know, the LeBron, James, the bigger guys in the league. And I think that goes to show with uh, a lot of the folks uh, overseas because they have jerseys now like flooded with uh, just warrior stuff no matter what. I even get spotted at the Warriors, uh, you know, as the Warriors guy in the Philippines because they watch the feed that we watch uh, at or at Oracle and now Chase Center. So the fan base has grown and it means a lot. And especially being the first and only Asian-American hype man in the NBA – I, I wear that proudly. That is awesome. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back on Fifth Admission, more with Warriors hype man, Franco Finn. And now, playing his 13th year, Adam Davidson, number 30, Stephen Curry. 
We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Volwa, joined by Warriors hype man Franco Finn. We're talking about the Warriors playoff run. We're talking about, Franco, how you got this incredible job. Let's go back. I mean, how how do you become a hype man? Yeah, this is kind of, uh, I guess it was uh, it was destiny, I got to say, for me. Um, not everybody has the same story, but I came I came about it by accident. I mean, that's how... You just kind of know, like, hey, sometimes you're on this planet to do certain things. And I, at this time, uh, this is, you know, I can't make this stuff up. But I started in radio, which is great. You know, it, it allowed me to to get, you know, broadcasting skills and to, to speak professionally. I was on the air for a little station called Radio Disney, AM 1310. And I was, uh, my name, don't laugh now, was Freestyle Franco on the radio. Freestyle right. Franco for the kids. Uh just had a flair and a flurry about him and just kind of gave out, you know, prizes and candy and all sorts of stuff that kids like, which is some, you know, with kind of a can-do, carefree attitude. So hence Freestyle Franco was born, right? And I would do concerts for NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, all the way through like Miley Cyrus, the Jonas Brothers when they were little rugrats running around. I tell you, it was awesome. And I got to emcee some of the biggest shows all over the Bay Area. Well, it took a, a show in Oakland, at the arena in Oakland, before it was even called Oracle, Oracle Arena, uh, there was a, a you, you might be familiar with Lizzie McGuire, Hillary Duff. I am, yes, I have daughters. Yes, there you go. Well, she was the hottest it girl on the planet, uh, singer, actress, uh, songwriter, you name it. She was a triple threat. She was Disney's machine. She had her first tour in Oakland, sold out show, screaming girls, teens, tweens, youngins, moms, dads, parents. I was a family-friendly kind of positive guy. Being on Disney, of course, you got to. Uh, and she had no opening act. Guess who the opening act was? I was. I had 20 minutes. You talk for 20 minutes in front of 20,000 people, you start making up things, and you just go on pure adrenaline. And so that's what I had to do. And then finally, I got to introduce Hillary Duff out of breath. I mean, I was doing crowd responses. I was just getting people juiced up for 20 minutes. I was the caffeine to their veins. And I got to tell you... <laughs> It, it it paid off because we had Warriors execs backstage. They had their daughters back there. They said, man, you commanded an audience. You're a true hype man. I was like, oh, really? I, I'm doing this for the radio station. He goes, here's my card. We need a host during the timeouts for Warriors games. I said, oh, I'm not a PA announcer. He goes, no, no, no. We don't want a PA announcer. We want a host MC and possibly a hype man like you. And the rest was history. 20 seasons later, it all started with the mouse, and here I am. I'm in the biggest stage uh, in the world. It's It's been a true journey. It was very different back then, though. And, and by the way, your mom, I mean, she lives through some pretty dark days for the Warriors. And when you started, what, I think this was like the Mikhail Petrius Warriors? Oh, yes. We believe, I mean, look, we believe had a splash, but we had the Troy Murphys, Mike Dunleavy's, uh, I came right after kind of the Antoine Jameson, Gilbert Arenas era. Mm -hmm. You know, they they had some moments and games. We couldn't win 20 games back in the day, if you can recall. Uh, so the first half of my 10 years, I've been, I've been, in, I've been in this game for 20, uh, two decades now. The first 10 were not that easy. We could not 
win games. It was tough. Mike Montgomery, if you recall, we went through him. We went through all these coaches. Don Nelson had that splash with We Believe. Mm -hmm. And then the Steph Curry era, Mark Jackson planted a seed, and then Steve Kerr came in and won a championship and changed that culture. And so I got to see from zero to hero, and that's not uh, very easy for some folks. You know, a lot of fans could bail out. And I stuck with my team. I knew that this was an opportunity that I could not pass up. I actually, true story, I only share this with a few folks, but I actually almost went on tour with the Harlem Globetrotters. I had a contract ready to sign, but I had a gut feeling. I said, the Warriors, ah, they're not that good right now, but I get to be at home with my team. One day they'll be good. I didn't know this good. But I passed up traveling the world with the Harlem Globetrotters. To what year this was franchise. that? This was uh, right before uh, the 2002 season. Wow. So I got to tell you, it, it, it's been a, a good choice, <laughs> a, a, a gamble, if you will. But I will never change anything in, in, in that trajectory because it kind of makes us who we are now. I'm curious about the job. I want to ask you a couple of questions. I mean, for the Warriors fans... We've gotten used to these big runs, these blowout games over the years. When is the crowd more excited, during a close game or when the Warriors get on one of these runs? Man, that's, you know, that, that's a great question. The close games, that, that's, that's when the hype man really, really kind of comes, comes about. Uh, because it's like fourth quarter time. Like, you could do all these contest promos on the court. It's all good. I mean, it's part of the contract, right? You get partners and sponsors. But it's that fourth quarter, that's when I really use the hype, man. It really comes out because it's when it's like our, you know, there's there's a turnover and like the momentum is about to shift. And we need the fans to actually be like the the sixth person on the court to just let the other team know that this is our house. And so those are my, you know, my little go-tos. This is our house, fourth quarter. Make some noise. We need you stand up. You know, level up, Dub Nation, all that kind of stuff. That's that's when I think the fans are at it the most is when it's super close and it's a nail-biter. And we've had too many of these. You know, it, it's that's what basketball is about. It's a lot of fun. I mean, these runs are great. Um, it's automatic. I, I mean, we're spoiled as fans, as Warriors fans, because, you know, we're like, yeah, they're going to make it. They're going to always win. Well, this season is, has not been always the gimme gimme. Uh, the five years that we went to the finals, I mean, that was crazy. We were number one seed. This is the first time I've seen that we were actually uh, starting on the road, for instance, right? We started one of the series on the road. So it, it, it is a new ball game. It's a new era of Warriors basketball. Still exciting as hell as long as you have the big three, especially with Clay back. And then you got, you know, of course, Draymond when he performs. And then you got Steph Curry, of course, you know, leading the charge. And then the young guys, like the pools coming in. Like, this makes fans super excited of the future. And I got to tell you, it's, it's those close games I love for me personally, just because I know it's, it's not a gimme. And we have to really get that next level with the fans and get our, our players pumped uh, to win the game in the end. Okay, but there's got to be some difficult parts of the job right it can't all be like this there has to be moments that are that are tough i mean if i'm trying to get into the job what are the pitfalls oh uh, i mean first off it's it's the commitment the commitment is no joke we have 41 regular season games and then you got preseason games then you have postseason games so i'm going into another season practically here almost three months of of just you know new basketball you know postseason and it's the appearances you know we're out in the community i host many uh you know events and engagements for the warriors it's the commitment 
So when I looked at my schedule, and mind you, I, I, I manage a full-time job. I got my own auctioneer business, uh, you know, sound AV light, and the whole thing. I got multiple things in the works. But each and every night, it doesn't matter what you did, you know, you know, 20-some hours beforehand and 10 hours before, you got to turn on a switch. And it's not like you're at an office job where you could hide behind a desk and just write an email and send it. No, you have to be on. You're on front of the camera. You're on a big jumbo screen. Fans are relying on you. The team relies on you. It is a, it is a mental, not only mental, but physical kind of, um, I, I, I would say, preparation. Yeah, I'm not an athlete. I'm not doing all the, you know, the, the actual physical you know, shooting hoops and everything. But when you're out there, I'm sweating. I mean, I'm running up and down. I'm getting hands up in the air. I'm doing contests, promotions. you got to be on point and on your cues. So it really is, uh, you have to multitask. And you almost have to forget everything that happened before. When you're there at that moment, you just turn that on switch and you light that thing up. Franco, when the Warriors are on a run like this, how does it affect people's lives? Oh, like in general, I, I would say when, when the Warriors are on a run like this, everybody wins. The Bay Area is buzzing. I mean, small businesses, corporations, everyone's on the wagon. And I got to tell you, when spirits are high like this, it rallies a community. And what I love about it is this couldn't have come at most, you know, opportune time. This is like post, you know, we're getting out of a pandemic. We're trying to, we need some hope. We need some magic in here. And I got to tell you, this sports franchise, this organization, what the Warriors have done, what we're experiencing right now is rallying people. No matter how you look at it, sports does unify all people. That's why I love it. It doesn't matter if you're 2 or 92, if you're black or white or everything in between. This sport, this team is the Bay's team. There's only one. You know, you can't you can't choose for another basketball team. If you're in the Bay and you love us, this is great. I'm surprised there's fans actually. I, I went to a Denver Nuggets game on the road this season. There were Warrior fans, not from California or the Bay Area, but from Denver. And this is their home team. And, and you know, that's when you know this franchise has really touched many people. Um, and you can't. You know, not love a guy like Steph Curry, who's, like I said, an average kind of guy, big heart, big plays, and he just makes everyone better. And it makes everyone think, like, if he could do it, I can do it. It gives us hope. And so I think this this run right now has given us hope. It's like, uh, it's it's just like, it's like magic. It's, it's magic in a bottle. And we got to take advantage of it. You know, I got to pinch myself every day. When I get to the arena, I'm like, okay, I've been to the finals before. But this one just hits a little bit different than other years. Because now you have perspective, right? We're not going five straight. We had two really crazy bad years and some, you know, hope here and there. But now we're here in the big, we're three away from a championship in my city and a parade that I look forward to leading Maybe passing fifth admission. Who knows? You know, whatever. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a little, little prize that way. But we're going to be passing through market at some point, And I'm hoping it's this season. All right. You got me excited, Franco. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, you know what? I, all I got to say is to the fans, Dub Nation, thank you. Thank you for your, you know, undying support. It, it is really, uh, it's all about us. We're going to do this and we're doing this together. So one team, one bay right here. Make some noise for your Golden State Warriors. And I'm out. <laughs> Franco Finn. Thanks to my guest today. He's Franco Finn, the Warriors hype man. 
Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. <laughs>